HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. It's the final stretch of 2022, and HRN needs your help. Become an HRN member with a donation of any amount at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. You ready, Mike? All right. Hey, wait a second, John. That's not our music. What is this? The Real Housewives of Barryville? Oh, shit. All right. (laughs) Here we go. Whoops. Barryville is a hamlet in rural America, part of the upper Delaware River Valley in the western Catskills, but it could be anywhere. Barryville is the climax of civilization. Yeah, the Trump flags are flying, even as gay bikers are rolling through town. This is a hot take on rural America. And whether you're new to rural living, if you've ever been bullied or beaten up in the country, or live in the city and just dream of getting away, this show is for you. Everything's better in Barryville. Hello, everybody. All right. We have a big, big show today. As my friend Joe Franklin would say, it's bigger than big. It's big, big. Big, big. (laughs) No, I love that because these two guys are big, big, big. We have Frank Guzman, the uh, moderator of Living in Berryville, and we have the illustrious... Tim Busfield. And, uh, you know, as as, as an icon of uh, liberal reporting on the West Wing, I think we need to look at him and try to take a page from his book. You know, but I I love where our questions are headed. You know, we had some missions this week with, with our guest, Tim, and people are really excited about talking about Revenge of the Nerds, which is like one of my favorite films, but it's such a it's such a moment in time you know i uh i kind of missed that moment in time i think i was just about one millisecond too old for the sweet spot of the teen sex comedy so you miss like porkies and yeah. uh, you miss like uh, 16 I, candles I, I, and all those like sort of I, I tell you at the time i didn't watch 16 candles because it was so remarkably like my own high school experience that it was horrifying to me well, you it know was what? like a horror movie i have to tell you something <laughs> though during the pandemic we went to that really funny um drive-in in middletown it's kind of in no man's land middletown um, uh, and it's like right outside of a synagogue. I think it's some sort of like fundraiser for the synagogue. And we watched 16 Candles, and I can't remember what the double feature was, but 
it is incredible how poorly that movie played in 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 now. You know, tons of like really racially yeah. charged jokes that weren't funny, but they kind of colored who I was as a kid. And while I don't miss that sort of thing, it is it is funny when you put it in the juxtaposition of today with with crappy cancel culture. Because I'm, I'm not a big fan. of I'm, cancel I'm culture. just waiting to see you talk your way out of that. But let me just say then, John. That what you do have, you mean? What you, do you mean? You, no, you, no, no, you, no. Go ahead. You, go ahead. You've evolved. Bring it back. Buddy. You've, you've evolved. Well, yeah, I, you know, we, we've all evolved. Let's, let's hope we all evolve every single day. Yeah, I like that. Rise above. And you know what, John? I think, uh, I think we can learn a lot from each other. <laughs> I'm uh, here to listen. I'm here to learn. I'm here to talk. Oh, man. You know, I, I, love, I love you dearly. And uh, apparently my wife does, too. She told me this week she likes your version of our theme song, Everybody's Talking, the dance mix better than my punk rock mix. Okay. Yay, okay, Tiffany world, Diamond. The whole, world, the whole world has gone topsy-turvy. No, 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 no. I I, I think she can feel your electronic uh, guitar work oh, in yeah. there somewhere. Yeah, that's that's what it is. All right, we have a killer show lined up for you today. Oh, my God. We're so excited to have Timothy Busfield and Frank Guzman on the show today. It's, it's, uh, it's an embarrassment of riches. Can your heart stand it? All right, we'll be back with you right after this. From Berryville. Everything's better in Berryville. All right, can you dig it, Johnny? I think we got a pretty great show today. We got news, we got entertainment, we got this terrific bottle of day wine open. We got it all. We got the Berryville Radio satellite ready for a remote broadcast. That's why we are the number one podcast in Barryville. I feel like we really have a triple threat today. I mean, we have we have stars of stage and screen, we have super admins, and we have super performers. So what else do you people want from us? I think the star <laughs> of stage and screen is the same dude. Uh, but our first, but our first guest uh, is a local superhero. In fact, he's a journalist of the day and flies at night, just like Clark Kent. Uh, <laughs> and he is the administrator of the Living in Barryville page. The highly, highly. Frank Guzman! Controversial living in Barryville page. Um, You know, I'm a big believer in the page. There are a lot of people follow it, and I believe it should be like the town square. And when social media is doing its job and not feeding misinformation and being, uh, you know, a a fountain of of hatred, it really is. It's a community board is what this is. And every town has one. And if you look at other towns, they have the same problems. There's infighting. There, There are trolls. Mike, let's hear from the man himself. Well, first of all, it's great being here. Hi, Tim. Hola, Johnny and Mike. Congratulations Hello. on the podcast. So, yeah, it's, I'm, I don't know if I'd categorize it as a controversial page. Uh, yes, amongst, <laughs> amongst a couple, yes. But I got to tell you, the vast majority of people on our page are, get, are really benefiting from that page. Uh, and the very loud ones, uh, yeah, you know what? You're going to find that in any page. Um, so just a little background on the page. I moved here about a year and a half ago with the hubby, and we were looking for a contractor and an architect. And we posted right away on this page. And uh, after that, I realized in addition to all these referrals, I started seeing other posts. And those posts, wow, it led, it led from one thing to the other. I noticed the, uh, there was a lot of toxicity on the page, a lot of homophobia, a lot of anti-Semitism, uh, the, the Confederate flag being here and there, and posts. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. We're two hours away from New York City. This is New York State. Uh, it's even unacceptable in the Deep South, more so even here north of New York City. Well, I say it's controversial only because you have been kind right. of the sheriff and you, and you are kind of keeping the yes, justice here in, in the town. And I know that sometimes because of it, uh, people who I frankly consider trolls accuse you of censoring them. Right. And there's an, a Barryville, Living Barryville adjacent site where a lot of this trash goes to discuss it among themselves. Oh. But you've, you've, you've been uh, keeping um, 
a very, very level vibe on the page. And I think it's very important whether I'm looking for a dentist or the bake sale or to find out if the roads are icy. Right. So this is a normal uh, page. This is it's a, it's a no brainer, guys. Uh, yes, sir. No, no, uh, no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But I, I, I did want to say, like, you know, sort of imitation is the highest form of flattery, which right. we all know. But also persecution is the highest form of yeah. flattery. You know, you've had T-shirts sold in your name, you know, free blank, you know, for being for being blocked. You know, I, I saw that whole controversy where people were making T-shirts, basically mocking the Living in Berryville page, and they made money off of it. So I, I think that that's a that's a proud badge of honor in my right. book and you know more power to them it's a little self-contrived because no one he the person uh was not thrown off the page basically he was uh he was suspended due to political <coughs> discussions and political comments despite the fact that our page is very strict on political uh um uh, comments and and uh, Republican this or the Biden that, and so shortly after a couple of days he was back on the page. So you know it's it's all good. If a, if a local business wants to go ahead and and make a make a buck out of our page, by all means do it. Um, but it's basically it was basically. But again, I think it's like I think it's actually a, a form of flattery. Yes, I sir. think that if, if people are sort of bringing this thing to the the, the community into the forefront and they're selling T-shirts and it's it's sort of becoming more notorious, so be it. That's that's incredible. That's it, that people are acknowledging you as a as a consummate voice of of reason and and they're saying, hey, we're not going to take it or we love it or we hate it. Who cares? It's like that people are talking about it and that makes it all the more important. And again, this page should function like the town square, like in ancient Greece, where people yeah. got together and debated things. That was actually the very birth of democracy. That's right. Um, and whatever withered state democracy may or may not be in now, I do hold up the page as an example of what it, it could be. But you're, you're leaving out the part where people were like beheaded and stoned afterwards when they met in the town square. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always easier to be the, the second Christian, I guess, right? And to the point brute. And to your point about imitation being the, uh, the highest form of flattery, how long will it be before we see everything's better in Eldred? Everything's better in Ulan. Well, there is, a, there is a Ulan Portland. page. There's a, there's a podcast. There's honey. a, no, no, there's a, a living in, produced podcast, much like our own. Oh, shit. Bring it. Bring it, y'all. But there is a there is a living in Ulan page that I actually really like. You know, they have like mm-hmm. cheap meetups and they talk about Fireman's Field. Like, I, listen, there's fun to be had in every hamlet in the lovely town Absolutely. of Fireman. And what I love about our page, it's, it's all, all encompassing and in, you know, includes the various uh, towns and and hamlets that we have in our area, in our beautiful uh, neck of the woods. And uh, so it's beyond just Barryville, although everything is better in Barryville. It really is beyond Barryville. And I take great pride in knowing that when I joined that page, it was 4,000 strong. It's now close to 6,000. So we're we're doing something right. I I think it's great. And again, though, our show, Everything's Better in Barryville, people need to remember that we're talking about rural towns all over the country that are facing many of the same challenges that we are. We say... Barryville is the climax of civilization. You know, that's right from the Sinclair Lewis book, Main Street. That's what we're talking about. This small town is... All roads lead to Barryville, right? right? Yeah, but we also have to keep it sexy because Barryville was named one of the 50, uh, you know, cozy towns to visit in the winter. The saying the town of Highland is better than anything is really not a sexy tourism <laughs> thing. So everybody needs to relax. <laughs> okay. I live in Barryville. Mike lives in Barryville. And, and that's you know, why you know what, it's John, called you want, you want sex? Everything's better. Is that Tiffany Diamond? I think it is. (laughs) All right. That was awesome. We'll be back right after this. Help keep nonprofit food radio on the air and get a limited release HRN t-shirt designed by artist Chema Scandal. When you become an HRN member or renew your existing membership at the $90 level, 
you'll receive a shirt created exclusively for members as our thank you gift. Don't wait because this limited edition t-shirt is only available until December 31st. Go to heritageradionetwork.org donate to support HRN at any level. There's more swag and benefits available for any tax-deductible donation. You can even get your company on the HRN airwaves as a perk of our business membership program. Head to heritageradionetwork.org donate. All right, Johnny. Why don't you introduce our next guest? I just have to say that was a really enjoyable segment with Mr. Guzman. Gracias. All right. I'm really excited to introduce our next guest. Timothy Busfield is a star of Siege and Screen, having starred in such iconic films as Revenge of the Nerds, Field of Dreams, and TV series 30-something in the West Wing, in addition to directing Lizzie McGuire, Joan of Arcadia, Damages, and your sister-in-law in the Connors TV series, a reboot of Roseanne. Most importantly and proudly, I can call you and your family personal friends and loved ones. Uh, these guys even shocked and honored the hell out of Roswell and I and dressed up as us and our dog for Halloween this year. <laughs> we were really honored to have such esteemed actors play us, but our dog is still pissed that you chose a taxidermy version of him. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'll let you explain. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Tim Busfield. Thank you so much for being here today. Sound like the, does that sound like the Letterman band? Thanks, I, uh, that was just like just like uh, just like Letterman. I can, feel, I can feel Paul off to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's oh here he comes. Watch out. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, first, I want to just go back a little bit, and I just because I, I love the living in Berryville segment, and and I just want to say that you know my thought was is that you know we don't get a lot of us don't get newspapers anymore. We don't live by that, and for me. It's not about any of the, I try to steer away from people's opinions or garbage that's out there. It's classified section for me that I miss in the newspaper. Uh, and my wife, Melissa Gilbert, went on this morning and found a dentist. Uh, and the service, the public service of offering up uh, a place for us to go look for things or find things, uh, uh, you know, heads up on restaurants or what's changing or is this open or where do I find that? We live in the country. Uh, and the closest uh, place is Monticello and Port Jervis, and they probably don't have what we're looking for. So uh, it's really, you do a great service, and, and uh, I love it, and uh, I depend on it. Thank you. Awesome. The studio audience is going wild for Frank Guzman's <laughs> page. Thank you so much. Johnny, we actually had some email uh, for, for Tim that came in from a big fan. Carrie at Baker's had a question for you. You know, this is super exciting because I, Carrie and I are clearly the exact same age. We're Gen Xers. Like we, we are on that same page. And she wanted to know, she wanted you to talk about Revenge of the Nerds because, you know, we her and I were going back and forth about it, but a movie like Revenge of the Nerds probably couldn't get made in 2022, but it's such an iconic and pivotal part of my childhood, like, you know, sneaking into the video store, writing a fake note for my mom that I could write any movie I want, including Porky's and Revenge of the Nerds and all those other great flicks of that era. It was such a genre. Um, tell us about the process of making Revenge of the Nerds and, and what do you think about its sort of relevance now? Because I don't even think you can stream it anywhere. No, you can. Well, it's on all the time. My, I can tell you by my residuals. Uh, that they <laughs> Good play for you. Worldwide, all the time. I tried to get you some money last night, Tim, and I couldn't find <laughs> it anywhere. And I realized that my own knowledge of teenage sex comedies is sor <laughs> sorely missing. Well, it's on. It's running uh, this month on uh, uh, Turner Classic Movies, I think. So, oh. I mean, it, it's there all the time. <laughs> you know, it was a great script. It was a. It, the, I read the script. And it was perfect as far as the structure of the script was went. The, the revenge is the number one 
uh, repeated theme in, in all storytelling. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Hamlet, it just goes on and on. Uh, it's been used throughout time. It is the most active of all stories. So we see it in a lot of movies. Uh, it was a great experience. Um, funny, a bunch of guys in our 20s trying to make each other laugh. They allowed me to come up with all the physical bits that I came up with. And um, it was a really good experience auditioning for it. I auditioned for the uh, Tony Edwards part and I didn't get it. And then a month later they came back and said, there's one last nerd. He doesn't speak. He's a violin playing Henry Kissinger. I went to a thrift store. I found the suit. I found the glasses. I parted my hair like Gene Wilder and young Frankenstein. Went to the audition. Susan Arnold, the casting director, said, I don't know you. You don't have an appointment. And I said, no, I have the 3.30. I was at Fox. And I said, it's Tim Busfield. And I lowered my glasses. She said, oh, my God. And my audition was dancing to Billie Jean. And I do the dance that I do in the movie. And in the room, I got the part. That's so genius. And I think something that... I guess both Carrie and I together celebrate is that it really sealed in that jocks and fraternity guys are synonymous with being douchebags. And, <laughs> and you might want to listen to the nerd in the corner that can play a violin. Cause he's probably cooler than the guy that you think is cool. Not to, not to riff on people who play sports and are athletes. Cause I know you're also an athlete. I consider myself an athlete and we all love sports in, in, in one way or another, but that iconic, like sort of this fraternity brother is a douchebag. If he's picking on somebody smaller than him, was so cemented in in Revenge of the Nerds, and and I think I think just the title itself, Revenge of the Nerds, is somewhat gratifying. Well, I, there's a sense, source of abuse that everybody is dealing with, and and in there, in one way or another, uh, that carries with them and forms who they are. And you know that movie is it just again it was just structurally really strong, and Jeff Canoe allowed us to bring so much to the movie um, that it was the perfect combination of of theatrical, you know, coming to the table. There's a lot of now in plays and in movies, there's such control and fear because of the money that people won't let you explore, try new stuff. They come in, directors, or you have to know all your lines right away. You got to say it just like this. You got to do that. There's not a sense of give and take like you'd get with a garage band or you'd get when movies were, were you know, they made that movie for seven million bucks. There'd been so much money made by Star Wars, they needed a tax deduction. They thought it would <laughs> fail. They wrote a check for seven million, hoping it would lose money. Uh, and then it went on in what today's market would be making a hundred million dollars. So, you know, I wasn't there for Revenge of the Nerds. I was just a little aged out of that, but I was there for 30 something, which was kind of scary because it was probably eerily too similar to what my life might have been. And then uh, I couldn't find that either last night when I went streaming to remind myself of that. But fortunately, I do have the West Wing basically memorized because that's like, because <laughs> it's like liberal pornography. And I always watch the West Wing. Anytime I'm feeling a little glum with the way things are going, I look, look, here's a place where the president is smart and cares and surrounded by people who are smart and really Aaron care. Sorkin on fire. 30-something was, uh, the reason is because those guys, there was a day on the set and I was doing a scene in the kitchen, getting lunch ready, fighting with my wife, Patty Wedding, on the show. And I look over and I say, who are those two people? with their wives. And she says, that's Graham Nash and David Crosby. <laughs> oh, uh, and I was like, oh, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> that's a big deal. And what ha would happen on that show is they would say, can we use one of your songs? Uh, they wouldn't go through the licensing process because we didn't have DVDs. So we didn't have CDs. It was nothing that looked like a record. Everything went to VHS, which had no, pri had no uh, license with records. 
uh, and, and when uh, it went to when 30 something got syndicated, nobody thought anybody would ever see it. Uh, all of a sudden they had licensing issues because we would get use Joni Mitchell without asking. We would use Crosby, Stills and Young without uh, uh, asking. And so uh, and when we go to air repeats and sell it, it was a it was a big deal. It did run for a while on Lifetime. But it was such a it was such an archetypal sort of like, you know, late 80s, early 90s lifestyle that I think a lot of people in the suburbs, you know, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago and my mom, you know, had her hair cut like your TV wife. Yeah. Like it was like such a like, I want to look like this. I want my life to be yeah. this thing. But then there was so much like internal sadness and like real life problems from cancer to divorce to, you know. More damaging uh, than the revenge of the nerds, by the way, <laughs> for a young kid. I know the answer to this, but why don't you tell the folks at home, how did you find this town and how did you find this Stick It In? You love Beyond to bring pale. that up. We bring it up. Everybody should know that we, I mean, I, I am truly in love with you and Roswell and, and your great friends. You're the reason that we moved here, actually, Come in Chosebury-ville. You, We were looking for a hotel. We went on Facebook. We are not Facebook, but uh, uh, Priceline. Uh, and we were in the, we were cruising through the Delaware water gap and we found stick it in and we laughed and then we said we can get a room there and we went there and the next weekend we were back up here looking for a place to buy. We bought, we live here and we consider you our best friends up here. Oh man, that was beautiful. Another, another love story, another long-term relationship that was, that was Founded right here at the Stick It In. You know, John, I always thought the Stick It In was supposed to be kind of like a no-tell motel, but doesn't seem like anybody can stop talking about it. Everything's better in Berryville. Um, you know, Tim, I know, I know you, we've talked about you being an actor and a director and a teacher, but I also wanted to talk about you and the foreword of your, of your wife's book, um, Back to the Prairie, because it's some of the most earnest um, intros that I think only a spouse could deliver. And I, I, there's, there's a line in here where you say, this book is a true story, and I can tell you that she got the facts right. It's been so fun for everybody to grow in this direction. I like the sun, she's like the sunflower that bends to the light and shoots skyward and explodes and bursts into yellow, bright florets and petals. I mean, just nice. those, those words in general are so true because I think that spouses so often are trying to say, that's not how it happened. That's not what it is. But you to give this credit to your wife is such a beautiful testament to your relationship mm -hmm. and into her writing. You know, it's really, it's wonderful. You know what? She's, I married, uh, you know, we, we I, I, I married a woman who'd been married before a couple of times and had experienced a lot and been a professional actor. And, and it was, I realized right away that she wouldn't be the woman that I fell in love with if any of that was any different. And I met somebody who was a full package and uh, as a person. And so uh, she constantly surprises me with her strength and her depth and, and who she is. And it was, you know, really great. Not, you know, for the first time I'd, I'd had a, a partner or a spouse that had, uh, that I understood their life through having a, experienced much of it, uh, like they had experienced. And she just is, um, she's that real deal. She's that, that woman, she's funny and kind and smart and doesn't want to hurt other people's feelings. And, you know, she can be snarky, but doesn't go there naturally and will uh, not go there comfortably. But she's she is that person and watching her grow in this environment. You know, she I also say in the book, the closest she got in that forward 
to ever doing a planting a garden was getting tomatoes for her bagel at Gelson's. I saw that. Uh, I love that you like identify her as a valley. She's girl. a Jew <laughs> from the valley. Uh, that's how she was raised. She was adopted into a Jewish family, and um, she's a showbiz kid since she's two. Uh, and yet here she does not want to leave uh, uh, our our neck of the woods. We live up in Highland Lake, and. She is in love with it up here. She's in love with you. She's in love with Roswell. She's in love with the community. She really loves the seared tuna at Baker's. Uh, we all do. Uh, uh, um, she's uh, at home here. And you know, I grew up in, in sort of semi-rural Michigan and always lived out in the sticks in Northern California where I started my theater. And, and for me, it was a natural transition. I, I, don't, I find living in L.A. or New York uh, sort of like living at the mall and working at the mall. Uh, I, I need to get away from both of those. And my refuge has always been the country. And so I, I had an opportunity to buy this place and I did. And, I, you know, I went to, we got to the Royal Furniture in Port Jervis. I said, I want a barking lounger. She said, nope. I said, I want a, I, I want a recliner. I want a bark lounger. I want a recliner. She said, no. Listen to your I'm, wife, Tim. My wife, Melissa Gilbert. I'm, you're not getting one. Well, she's been in that goddamn thing since I bought it. <laughs> I can't get her out of it. Yeah, I haven't sat but, in that thing but four times. Uh, you see, you knew, she knew five that's, years. Why, that's why she didn't want you to have it because she yeah. knew that's how that story ended. Well, she is, it's a true story. She's in that knitting all day. That's her favorite thing in life is being there. So. In Tim's chair. In my chair. <laughs> in my bark lounger. All right. We should get bark lounger to under write the show listen the, one of my favorite <laughs> things when you used to pull in, into Berryville when I first moved up here in 2005 there was a man that uh, that people used to call Uncle Scuzzy that was sitting at a fruit stand in the McKean parking lot in a Burke lounger outdoors selling vegetables and that was the charm that made me want to live here full time right. <laughs> well look what you've done too I'm just going to say I can't the, the you know there's so much the farmer's market and your your commitment to the community and now Frank's commitment to the community I don't know what Mike does uh, <laughs> for the community but you two guys are actually putting in such effort to help enlighten and turn around the community. And I think that's how a new community is born. And you know what? People are, you give them a place to voice their opinion, they're going to voice their opinion. And uh, eventually people, we just look right past it. Uh, uh, Frank, the stuff that's that's nasty or rancorous in there and, you know, the hypocritical stuff, it really bothers me, especially when it pretends to be Christian. Uh, and at the same time, it's bigoted. Uh, it's a huge problem for me. Absolutely. Wow. I think we covered it all today, Johnny. I, I, the sky is uh, parting. I see the light. <laughs> is that, is that this a has really just been a really magical a, uh, interview. That's session. a rainbow I've seen right now coming over the camel on top of the Barryville Oasis. I'll go scratch. Leave my camel out of this. <laughs> uh -oh. I, I heard you got a name for the camel. Are you working on it? Oh, we got another submission, by the way, in betterinberryville at gmail.com. And uh, we will talk about it in the news. All right. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> and thank you, Johnny. We'll see you guys right after this. And now with the news, here's Johnny. I'm John Pizzolatto, and this is the news to me. This is a really rough time of year to report something like this, but tragedy struck in the town of Eldred last night. There was a big, huge house fire on Route 55. Um, it was the home of Charlie Blanchard and his daughter, Raven. My heart goes out to you guys. It's a really unfortunate and sad time of year to be experiencing a fire. Obviously, any time of year is, is no time for a house fire. But Charlie's a wonderful man, and he you know, is a member of the Ulan Fire Department. He's fallen on some 
some hard times, you know, just with his physical um, state. And uh, I'm sure this isn't helping anything. So if you guys could please go visit our Facebook page and um, check out the link to the GoFundMe. Give all you can. If you can give a dollar, if you can give a thousand dollars, please do it. Charlie is a wonderful guy. His daughter is lovely, too. And um, they could really use your help right now. Thank you, John. And that, that is Everything's Better at Barryville on, uh, on Facebook. And uh, please find us and please, uh, nothing's more important to us here at Heritage Radio, Barryville Radio, and on Everything's Better in Barryville than our friends and neighbors. Yep. Helping our friends and neighbors whenever we can. Sorry, another little dark story here. Uh, actress Christy Alley is dead at 71. Um, while her political views and her religious views and all, all of the above never really thrilled me, her acting and her chops and her big voluptuous personality sure did and I'm, I think the world is, is, is a sadder place without her she was such a fabulous actress I love Cheers you know she went on to star in the Look Who's Talking films with John Travolta one of my favorite films, uh, speaking of being able to divorce uh, the artists from their art, is um, Deconstructing Harry, the Woody Allen movie. She's so phenomenal in this movie. And then she went on to star in Fat Actress, which was one of my favorite shows to watch on Sundays with my old roommates in Brooklyn uh, coming up. But uh, she she was really she was really a talent, and uh, I really will mourn her loss. She was fabulous. I love it, Johnny. I love it when you gush. You really, really gush. I, know I you, love that lady. I, I had such a crush you, on I, her as a little boy. I, I know you did. You know, the Cheers thing always kind of confounded me. A bunch of guys sitting around drinking at a bar like that was already my life why do i want to watch this on tv what are we doing now and this goes (laughs) and this goes uh right back to a kind of something tim said do you think that show could be made now with uber (laughs) (laughs) where everybody knows a designated driver okay what else we got (laughs) well uh oh you know, speaking of uh, getting caught off guard and, and all these sort of things. A barstool story, perhaps? Well, yeah. Did you hear about this guy? I mean, I really like it. I don't know if you guys watch barstool sports. I mean, I'm, I'm a sports fan, but, I, you know, I'm not like an aficionado or anything. So I really like checking in on barstool sports. Their Instagram page is really funny. But uh, barstool sports personality Francis Ellis was caught um off on a hot mic in a commercial segment, kind of goofing on Jesse Waters, who's a show he appears on very, very frequently. He was making an off-color joke about, you know, that pizza place in Virginia where Hillary Clinton supposedly eats cannibalized children's uh, pizza or whatever. There's, there's actually no basement, just like the Alamo. If you saw Pee-wee's Big Adventure, same story. I, I believe you can get the, the heroin lover's pizza there. That's actually, <laughs> that's, what, that's their big thing. Yeah, well, anyway, he got caught telling the world what he really thinks. And, you know, maybe it's better for everybody. Everybody, if he doesn't really feel, and what know, does he think, John? I think he thinks it's BS, and that uh, you know maybe people should take a joke and 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 not really believe all these crazy conspiracy theories. You can disagree with somebody without villainizing them, and I think that's a very important lesson. All right, I like that. That's uh, so. That's the news for today. We'll be right back. I got to get the Barryville satellite in place. I'm calling down. Uh, I feel like Jack on 24. Okay, I need eyes in the sky. Let's go. All right, we'll be We're right going back. to Cushecton. <laughs> All the way to Cushecton, but the Barryville radio satellite. We'll be back right after. Ho ho ho. All right, and now we've got the Barryville radio satellite hookup in place. Are you, uh, you ladies, ready? Hey, everything's better in Berryville. This is Odetta and Camelia Hartman coming to you live from Ladybug Land in Cushecton Center, New York, which happens to be where we have spent Christmas for our entire lives. All right, then. Seems to be working pretty good. Ladies and gentlemen, then let's hear it for the Hartman sisters and a National Lampoon-inspired Christmas ditty, Christmas Vacation. 
Back in the studio here in Barryville, the satellite's going to go on its merry way. And, you know, maybe next time when we spend that much money uh, on a satellite, we should go a little farther than Kashekton. I mean, I lost my hair and makeup budget for those girls. But guess what? That was so cozy and joyful and sweet. So thank you so much for, for coming on the show today. That was all right. And don't forget, they're going to be appearing uh, this weekend in Narrowsburg, right? Yeah, they're going to be doing their show, Cozy Catskills Holiday Review, featuring the Ladybug Barn entertainers and special guests on Saturday, December 17th at 6 p.m. and Sunday, December 18th at 1 p.m. All ages, doors open one hour before showtime uh, for holiday treats. And it's at the Tustin Theater on Bridge Street in Narrowsburg. And I hear the nighttime show might get a little naughty. So have you been naughty or nice this year, John? Bring your call, Michael. (laughs) Well, that's it for us for uh 2022 what We're a wonderful out. way to go out this was it's a good been one. a wonderful xmas and not quite the horror day that I, uh that i expected johnny it's been a beautiful 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 time with you and, and i'm guessing uh, let me guess though wait wait you're an eggnog guy you're an old-fashioned guy i love it and i cannot wait to have eggnog at your lodka party this weekend i'm it's like my favorite time of year we're gonna get latkes on sunday on uh saturday and sunday there's the girls show and also on saturday is the berryville farmer's market where we'll be collecting for charlie and raven which is really exciting too i cannot wait to stiffen up your eggnog buddy oh my god all right all right well thank you guys so much happy holidays we love you thanks to heritage radio thanks to matt thanks to katie thanks to tiffany diamond for providing the voice and the hot chocolate we love you heritage radio and tiffany diamond and especially though all of you who've made everything better in barryville everything's better in barryville
And thanks to our guest today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks to Tim and Frank. We'll see you on the flip side, 2023. All right, we're here. Get used to it. Powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.